Welcome to the Money Maven Project Podcast. If you're here to learn how to obtain freedom over your time and money through real estate investing, you're in the right place. Create the life you want by living with intention and becoming a maven in mindset, money, and real estate. Now, here's your host, Justin Monk. Hey, this is Justin Monk with the Money Maven Project podcast. I am super excited today. We've got Marcus Ogden on the show. Now, I think I first heard about you on, uh, I think it was Austin Linney's Construct Your Life podcast. So yeah, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to jump on. I think you got a really cool message for for the podcast here for our listeners. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us your story and kind of where you're at today. Yeah, sure, Justin. My name is Marcus Ogden. I'm from Washington, D.C. I currently live now in Rye, North Carolina with my wife and two daughters. I'm a former NFL athlete, played almost six years in the National Football League. Uh, my brother, Jonathan, played for 12 years, all with the Baltimore Ravens. He's a, a, a first-round draft pick. He's a first-round Hall of Famer. I, uh, after I left the NFL, just I got into construction. After about six months of feeling sorry for myself, I was an alcoholic, depressed, gambling night sorry gambler night at because I did, I was lost no direction got into construction built this massive company became an eight figure business in real estate development real estate investing uh site work for commercial contractors and I became the largest African American subcontractor in the city of Baltimore state of Maryland for two years in site working utilities but unfortunately, just as my company grew, so did my ego. And ego, I classify as exaggerated, glorified opinions. I exaggerated how good I was. I chased glory. And I always had to have the last word, the last opinion. And I, I pushed away some of my best people, my best team leaders, my employees. And when that happened, later, literally six months later, the business went bankrupt. I lost everything that I owned. I spent almost all of my money in less than 90 days working on a project in downtown Baltimore that I was denied my change order work for, moved to Raleigh, North Carolina with $400 to my name, had a job for Merrill Lynch, was there for a short time for about two months, Justin, got fired, all my fault, got to a construction company that next day, was fired five days later, They shut down the sales part store to the organization. I'm out of a job. And the only job I could get just other than teaching kids football as a solopreneur, I became a custodian working for $8.25 an hour on the graveyard shift from 10 p.m. till 5 a.m. And I was making $8.25 an hour. And I had my rock bottom moment, Justin, where somebody's trash rotten meat, nasty, protruding, horrible garbage got on my skin, my clothes, and my body. And that was my wake-up call. And I realized if I don't take accountability and or ownership right here, right now, I will be here for the rest of my life, always blaming other people. And I made a decision. Came home that morning, wrote down my three biggest strengths, and I'd be saying, let's become a speaker. And I launched my speaking career in September 2013. And for the first two and a half years, not one paid job. Zero zilch de nada. Got my first paid job with, uh, in April 2016 for a small college called Miller Mott College in Wilmington, North Carolina. 
And I haven't looked back since. I've worked for 25 Fortune 500 companies as a speaker in the last five years, Justin, uh, like Molson Coors Beverage Company, Home Depot, uh, AXA Equitable, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, just name a few. I have written two best-selling books. I am a consultant. I am an author. I am a podcast co-host. We, I'm the podcast co-host of The Levin Market Show. Started three months ago, and we're already in the top 5% globally most downloaded podcast in the industry, uh, focusing on sports, mindset, business, entrepreneurship. But really and truly, I'm a guy that's been through a lot. I've persevered through ups, downs, making millions of dollars, playing football and business. I mean, my company, Justin, was up to almost $15 million a year in less than four years. But because I got egotistical, I got arrogant, I got complacent, I started treating people like objects, not really emotional beings that they are. I ended up losing my best people. I ended up making some really bad mistakes. And, you know, God said, Marks, I can give it to you, but I can take it away. And he did. And I've had to learn a lot. I've had to go through a lot to get to where I'm at today as a, you know, international, national keynote speaker that used to be a former NFL athlete. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, there's a ton of stuff in there. I think we could probably spend a whole, uh, several hours learning about what the key was in growing such a successful business. Um, definitely, you probably have a ton of lessons for us there. But I want to focus a little bit about getting through that, you know, the downfall there, getting when you got to your rock bottom, like how did you get, first off, what did it take for you to finally take the responsibility for all the stuff that was going on. I mean, I'm sure that was kind of, the, you, you mentioned it, taking responsibility. You said it was my fault losing the Merrill Lynch job, those kinds of things. How did you get to that point? Because I think a lot of people still struggle to take responsibility for their circumstances and the things that are going on in their life. And so how do you get to that point? So the rock bottom moment, Justin, made me realize that Marcus, you are the one that put yourself here. And if you're going to get out of here, you have to dig yourself out. This is not the movies. There's no fairy tale. There's no leprechaun coming with a pot of gold. There's no, you know, knight in shining armor coming to bail you out of your situation. You put yourself here. And the rock bottom moment made me realize, Justin, that either you're going to get yourself out of it, Marcus, or you'll spend the rest of your life, Marcus, always complaining and talking about how life treated you so unfairly. And here's the thing I tell everybody, life doesn't care. doesn't give a damn. It's like either you fix yourself or you complain the whole time, but life goes on whether you want to fix yourself or not. It's your choice. How do you, as you coach and, and, and help other people, how do you shake people out of that victim mindset, that victim mentality? I mean... Is it, a, is it a daily practice of things that you say to yourself and, and that you, how do you shift that mindset for people? So what I tell people, Justin, is it all starts with, okay, what strengths do you possess? When you realize what strengths you possess, you can build and or rebuild from there. If you focus on what you don't do well or only the negative, you'll always stay in a negative victim mindset. Every time I coach someone, I say, every, every first call I have, tell me your story, 
What three strengths do you possess? What three things do you want to work on over the next you know, three, six, or 12 months? I do that on purpose because I want them to start focusing on, Justin, what they do well and then build from there. So if you focus on what you do negative or what you want to improve upon, your mindset is in a funk. And it already has that thing you have to break. When you start talking about the positive, oh, yeah, I do do this well. I do do that well. I do that well. Oh, I want to work on this. And I don't say, what are you bad at? Or what are your weaknesses? I say, what do you want to improve on? There's a, there's a way you can talk to yourself to train yourself to not go into a victim mindset. But it starts with your mind. And it starts with, again, I have a saying, if you can control your mindset, you can control your success. Everything in life comes from our mindset. If we tell ourselves that we're great and we're confident we can move forward, we do it. If we tell ourselves that we're lazy, complacent, arrogant, egotistical, we become that. And I've been on both sides of the spectrum. And trust me, it's a lot healthier and a lot happier on this side being positive over negative. Yeah, that's powerful. I agree. I you know, this podcast is about real estate and business and things like that. But we always seem to come back around and talk about mindset because it's so important to success and living a healthy and, and successful life. So I love talking about that control and, and, and having a, being aware of what's going on in your mind. I think that's a super important skill and, and ultimately can make the, the difference. So um, how did you, with this, you know, the, the crashing or the, the failure of your business, how did you not let that define you? Because a lot of people will say, ah, you know, I did, you know, I tried real estate. I, I tried, I, I tried a deal. I lost, lost money on the first deal. I'm just not good at it. Or I, I don't think I can do good. I, I don't think I can be good at anything. Like they let their failures or just not even failures, but just the resistance and the struggle they let that re- define them. How do you avoid that? I learned a long time ago from my father that your legacy is all about what you've done through hard times. So when I face hard times, I never, ever expect hard times just to be like, go away with ease. And I feel that's a problem in society that unfortunately, we want quick results. Like through the pandemic last year, People started going to social media, started posting more. Awesome. And people will post for a day, a week, a month, say, wow, it's been a whole month. I don't have any business. I've got no leads. I'm like, well, what did you expect? You've been doing it for a month. It took me years, four, almost five years of consistent posting to be seen as a thought leader, to be able to have conversations to do business. So to answer your question is that I realized that legacy is not about what you have. It's about what you're willing to push yourself through to show others and leave that mark that you can have whatever you want in life, no matter what adversity or no matter what negative things life throws at you. And I feel too many people give up, Justin. And unfortunately, when you give up, you're not only setting a bad thing for yourself, you're setting a bad example for people around you that see you. And then that's when you have to really get into that mindset like, wow, I can't do anything. Wow, I'm not good at this. Wow, I'm not good at that. That's how it all transpires. Yeah. 
And, and now that you've kind of now, obviously you're doing very well. Now you you've got some good things going on, successful in your in your new venture. How do you, for others that may be listening, how are you hedging or making sure that that ego doesn't step back in? Because I think all of us have that thread of like you know we can we can become our ego can grow as we succeed. So what are you doing to make sure that you keep that at bay? There's two things. One, when you lose everything, you appreciate everything. I lost everything, Justin. Home, both cars in the same day. All my money went from a 750 credit score to zero to no NC, no contest with the bankruptcy. No money, no funds, no credit cards, very few friends. So losing everything, you learn to appreciate everything. So that's number one. And then number two, I have a strong team around me and my team knows the only dumb idea is the one you don't say. That's it. And I promote inclusion big time. Diversity is awesome. But if you don't promote inclusion with diversity, the diverse talent will leave yeah. because people want to be heard. And a great leader, it's a responsibility. It's not a title. So you have to learn how to let your people talk, let them express themselves without fear of being judged. So the way in which I keep myself in check is I remember what it's like to lose everything and I have a great team around me. And whatever they say, it's an open floor it's an open forum and there's no repercussions. There's no reprimand. Tell me what you need to say. Yeah. And we'll figure it out from there. Love that. I love that. That's great. So somebody that's just trying to get started, they're, they're just venturing into their, their business, whether it's real estate or whatever they're chasing. Um, what would be your best advice for somebody that's just kind of starting down their path? Hire a coach. Hire somebody that's been where you're trying to go. Hire someone that is an expert and or thought leader in your field that is compatible and you can build an emotional connection with, build trust with, and they can provide you logic to why investing with them as your coach is not an expense. The right coach is an investment and to help you go from start line to the finish line and beyond. Great coaches make it so much easier and much more efficient, Justin, to get your job done. So if you're starting a business, hire a coach. I was just talking to a guy today who was on the 11th season of The Bachelorette, and he's starting a business. Him and his wife, who was also in The Bachelor in Paradise with him, they're starting a great business up in Rhode Island. Awesome, great concept. He knows that industry, but he's really not great at overall business. So I'm talking to him tomorrow about maybe becoming my client. Because again, when you've built a business and you've lost a business, Justin, you know what to do, but most importantly, what to not do and what to look out for. And that's the difference why I really want my clients to succeed because I'm not a theory coach. I give you life lessons that I learned the good way and the hard way. Yeah, that's perfect. Love that. So as you've coached people over the years, 
what habit or characteristic do you see that separates those that succeed and those that struggle and fail? Three of them. Ambition, creating that blueprint, drive, being inspired or motivated, and hard work. Focus on yourself and not the competition. My second book, The Success Cycle, which is in Barnes & Noble, bookstores all across the U.S., Barnes & Noble Online and Amazon Online, talks about those three aspects of the success cycle. Ambition, drive, hard work. If you have those three, I don't care what field you're in, what you're doing, you will be successful. As long as you have the right coach to help you make sure the ambitious roadmap is correct and you're going down the right path. Yeah, I think that's, you're exactly right. If you've got those three, those three things figured out, you can pretty well figure the rest of it out. That's awesome. So on the flip side of that, those being kind of the most important, what's one of the most common mindset roadblocks that keeps people from succeeding that you see as you coach? Oh, oh it's ego. Without a doubt, it's ego. And it's not the ego of achieving success or the ego of you know doing something differently. It's the ego of, trying to break out of their comfort zone. And once they've done it, and they've done maybe one or two things that are awesome out of the comfort zone, they think at that time they can stop and they can, everything will come to them. It's like a speaker starting out, you know, getting a $5,000 job and it's going to expect everything to come to them like that, like that first job did, which might have been the right timing, luck, the right network, whatever. And then they stop, they stop marking themselves. They get complacent. They don't focus on a strategy. So ego is the biggest killer of any business that I've seen. And also it's the biggest killer on, on people's personal life. Like there's a guy I know who was a great NFL player. Yeah, so I had one guy, there was one NFL guy who went through a divorce, a couple of different divorces, excuse me. And he said that the one thing that happened to him is his ego got in the way and didn't allow him to say he was sorry. And because of that, it cost him a couple of marriages. He said that might have been had a chance to work if he would learn to say he was sorry more. And unfortunately, ego is one of the biggest killers, Justin, of people's personal and professional life. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and not... I don't hear a lot of people talking about ego. So I think it's awesome that we're hitting that today. I think it's definitely something that needs to be, you need to be aware of it. You need to be aware that that can be, uh, that can definitely be a detriment to your success, both in life and in business. I love that. Um, So one thing I like, one thing I like to, to pose to all my guests is there's a lot of, I, I feel like if you, if you're present on social media, Instagram, there's a lot of conflicting advice or even paradoxes, right? There's this whole mentality of you got to hustle and grind and Elon Musk says you work a hundred hours a week. And there's also like this, you know, mindset of, well, be patient, you know, let, you know, get into the, do the, just stick to the process, persevere and, you know, but don't kill yourself in the process. There's kind of like these two points of view and I, and I consider them kind of a paradox or kind of at odds with each other. So what would you how would you break down that paradox um, between those two points of view? So uh, there's always a balance. So for me, you have to work 
more than, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to work more than 40 hours a week, but you don't need to work like 100, 120 hours a week either. You've got to find that balance. But understand as an entrepreneur, in the beginning, it might be closer to 80 plus hours a week. Because yeah. in the beginning, you're trying to do what? Lay your foundation. As your marketing grows, as your brand grows, you'll still be working, but you should not be working at that magnitude because you should be having help you can hire to delegate tasks to, to get your work done. So in the beginning, expect that overload drive of work. That's how it was, well, for me. And I think about myself, I probably spent well between 70 to 80 hours a week in the beginning of work between working my job to work as a football coach and then working my side hustle, trying to get out speaking, get a website, yada, yada, yada. But again, that was the beginning. Now today I I work probably about 60, 70 hours a week now, but I don't do anything as far as coaching uh, football anymore. And my time is more on strategy and my coaching and my sales calls versus like, it's not about the hustle of trying to get a website that I have a website designer. It's not the hustle trying to get my SEO done. I have an SEO designer. It's not the hustle trying to get my content ready. I have a content creation person. I'm not trying to hustle and try to, you know, set my little video, my little iPhone up to video my talks. I have a videographer, so on and so forth. I have a trademark and patent person. So I don't have to go through the daily grind of trying to do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I do the daily grind of strategy, process, and systems implementation. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's a great breakdown. I, I, I agree with you. There's a balance and it also depends on where you're at in the journey, right? Different, different levels of hustle and grinding and different focuses depending on where you're at in your success journey. So that's a great breakdown. A couple of final questions here and then we'll wrap up. Um, What is a book that you would recommend? First off, mention your book again and where they can get that. But then what's another book that you would recommend if you could only recommend one in addition to your book? So my book is The Success Cycle. That's on uh, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com and then every possible bookstore across the country. The book I would recommend is Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success by Steve Harvey. Great book, great guy, branding, great overall presence. You know, he's actually done some things with Grant Cardone. I see your 10X sign back there. Grant knows him well. Uh, It's, you know, all that kind of great stuff. So absolutely, Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success by Steve Harvey. Awesome. Awesome. and. As you go about your day and you're building this, building this new thing with the or or continue to expand your speaking and all the coaching that you're doing, what is what is your why? What's driving you? Um, and what's your ultimate goal? I guess what's your why? My ultimate why is to help people succeed where I have failed. That's my ultimate why. I failed in business miserably because I had an ego. I got complacent. And I got really, really arrogant. So my main why, other than my family, of course, is to help people succeed where I failed by sharing my experiences with them, either through speaking, coaching, or consulting to help them get to where they want to go. Very good. Very good. And so somebody that, final question here, and then we'll wrap up. Um, Somebody that's currently listening, they're 
at or near their rock bottom and they're, they're, they're starting to dig themselves out, what would be your advice to them to enable them to take responsibility and persevere getting back on track? Make sure that you understand what your why is and make sure that you know your why, you've seen it, you've written it down, and you have it any and everywhere that you need to look at it if you get into times of darkness or despair. Great quote by Aristotle, in times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. And your why needs to be the light to keep digging you out. That was exactly what got me through two and a half years just of no pay speaking jobs. I knew my why. I knew my why. I said, if I could just get a chance, if I could just get a chance, I can do this. And I never gave up myself. But I focus on the light in times of extreme darkness. Do the same and you can have whatever your heart desires. I love it. Marcus, that's awesome. Uh, this has been an awesome conversation. If people want to learn more about you, um, contact you, where, where should we send them? They can go to our, our website, www.marcusmarquesogden.com and connect with us today. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been uh, it's been helpful. I love the I love this the whole story of where you've gone, where you've been, and, and where you're headed today. It's pretty inspiring. So hopefully, our listeners uh, can get some inspiration, some some good uh, takeaways from this podcast. Appreciate you being on, man. Super helpful. Thank Absolutely, you so much. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Justin. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to the Money Maven Project podcast. A true maven shares knowledge with others. So be sure to share this podcast and leave a review. Thanks so much. And until next time, live life with intention.